Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 42. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, this is Will Parker, principal from Skytook High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, imaginative, and innovative ideas for school leadership. You can check out all my resources at williamdparker.com. This week, I want to talk about the future of education, and I have invited some guests into this conversation, uh, four young ladies who are students at Bartlesville Wesleyan. And I'm going to ask each of them to introduce themselves, and then I've got, I'm going to ask them some questions, because this week I want to have educational leaders thinking about the young people that we are trying to recruit into our profession or our career. So I'm going to start with a young lady from right here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Will you introduce yourself by telling me your name, your major, and what year you are in school? My name is Kirsten Fisher. I'm from Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and I'm an elementary education major. Um, I'm a junior. Welcome, Kirsten. I'm so glad to meet you. Our next student is a young lady named Shelby. Shelby, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Okay, my name is Shelby Totino. I'm from Spearfish, South Dakota. I'm also a junior in elementary education major. You're going to discover all of these education majors or elementary area, but our next guest is Carly. Hi, I'm Carly Baker. I'm from Fredonia, Kansas, and I'm also a junior. And our fourth guest is Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly Tijon. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm also a junior, and I'm going for elementary education. So here's the question that I want to ask these four young ladies who have chosen this field of education when we know that, in, especially in my state recently, uh, we've had a shortage of teachers. And so I'm excited when I can talk to young people. I've just spent the last 45 minutes visiting with them about uh, questions for first years of teachers and interviewing for educational positions. But I wanted to pick their brains a little bit uh, for your benefit and for mine. And so I want to start off with this question. Um, and I want you guys to think about who would like to answer this. Um, but who is someone that has motivated you? Who is someone that has motivated you in your plans to become an educator? Kelly's going to answer that first question for us. Kelly, who is someone that's motivated you in your plans to become an educator? Uh, someone that has motivated me was my high school science teacher. Uh, I had only known him for like two years. I met him my junior year, and he motivated me to just think um, outside the box and uh, just discover my passion and what I actually wanted to do. Because I I didn't want to go to college. I didn't I didn't think I was going to be able to to amount to much. I had very low um, self esteem, low confidence, and he just completely turned my life around, turned me around, and. And um, he saw the passion I had for just my friends and young kids that I had worked with. And he he just motivated me to uh, really just pray about it and see where God wanted me to go. And uh, I 
I cannot thank him enough for being a teacher that just made me feel like I was worthwhile and worth the time to help and uh, get through just tough, tough situations and tough times. So what was your teacher's name? Uh, his name was Mr. Keith Height. Mr. Keith Height, a big shout out to you all the way from Bartlesville, Oklahoma, from Kelly to John, because you are an inspiring teacher. Kelly, thanks for telling us that story. I want to follow that question up with this one, uh, because as you guys are looking at the transition from students, your juniors, and so you're doing your practicums and your observations, and then you're going to be doing your student teaching next year. What are some of the biggest dreams that you would like to see fulfilled in your future as an educator? What are some of the biggest dreams that you would like to see fulfilled in your future as an educator? So this question is going to be answered by Carly Baker. Carly, tell us what is uh, what are some of the things you dream about as a future teacher or educator? Um, as a future educator, I just dream about um, being able to integrate subjects where um, students are having fun and it's fun for them and they can just layer more than one subject at a time so they're getting it and they're not bored and just building those relationships where they want to come to school and want to have a relationship with you is very important to me. That's huge. And so the idea of making sure kids have more than just one concept at a time, making sure that you're connecting with them um, as a person. And so uh, I think that um, all of us want to learn that way. And so the ways that we dream of learning is the way that we want uh, to be teaching as well. Love that answer. All right, my next question is this. Um, what are some of, and we're going to switch this from dreams to concerns. What are some of the big concerns or fears that you have as you think about stepping into the field of education? What are some of the big concerns or fears that you have as a future career educator? So this question is going to be taken by Shelby. Shelby's going to talk to us for a little bit about what are some of the biggest concerns or fears about becoming a future educator. And if the others of you want to jump in, you can too. Okay. Well, I know for me, um, the biggest thing I worry about is just that first year of school. Um, we come hopefully we can get a job right out of college and then going right into first year of teaching we've heard you know a lot of stories and heard that it's tough and that's just one thing I'm afraid of and not being prepared fully. Will I be prepared for that first year because we all know that that's one of the most challenging years that we have as an educator. What are some other concerns or fears that you guys have because I believe that um, Kirsten you had said something earlier about some of the concerns you've heard from other teachers. Um, some concerns that we've all experienced through um, our observations and teaching in different schools um, and some of our other guest speakers that we've gotten to experience is they've noticed somewhat of a moral decline in the communities that they've been teaching in for a while um, and they're having a difficult time coping with how to manage some of the um, difficulties with families or um, having hard times with parents getting involved and stuff like that. So I think one of my fears is being motivated enough to keep positive and um, do a good, really good job of motivating my students through all those difficult times. You said that because, you know, not only do we have to look at the educational concerns when we walk into the school setting, but also what are those moral or those character issues that we have to deal with. And uh, I think, uh, Carly, you had said earlier that you had heard some from teachers um, some of their perspectives from year to year. What was that, that, what was that thought that you'd shared before? 
Um, with experience and practicums and things, um, we've heard from teachers just that it um, it changes every year and it's constantly been getting a little more difficult just to manage each of the kids, kind of based on home lives and um, maybe lack of parenting just a little bit more each year and just the struggle that teachers have had with that. And so those are those are realistic concerns walking into this to this field of education. And I think that's really wise for you guys to have that perspective because you know that on the one hand instruction's huge, but you also know that on the other hand it's a commitment to okay, what kind of cultural challenges am I going to be facing? as I walk into schools, and am I willing to face those things? And those are real concerns. And those are the kinds of concerns and fears that teachers have to face and school leaders have to face every single day when they walk in is the benefit of what I'm getting ready to accomplish going to outweigh the risks or the challenges that I'm getting ready to accomplish too. So before I jump into the very last uh, part of this conversation, I just wanted to give each of you a chance to respond to any other questions uh, that we had had before too. And I saw Carly um, giving me, no, I saw Kelly giving me the, the nod that uh, there was uh, the question when I asked about the biggest dreams, what's a big dream that you would like to see fulfilled in your future as an educator? And so I wanted to give Kelly a chance to respond to that question. Uh, to answer that question, I definitely see myself being a teacher for um, elementary students, but I, I've been thinking a lot about a uh, adoption and orphans and that was a really big thing that's been sticking out to me and I think I almost feel like God has been putting on my heart is that in the future I would definitely consider um, adopting if that is God's will for me in my life and uh, also working uh, with children who are um, orphans and even working in a different country uh, with children that are dealing with poverty and just do not have parents. Uh, that has definitely been something that has put been put on my heart, and uh, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I kind of have a dream of of doing that and working and helping orphans and children that um, have to go through adoption. And that doesn't surprise me because what I've found over the years when I'm working with people in education is that educators know that teaching is just as much a career as it is a calling. In fact, I think it's more of a calling uh, than it is even as a career. And uh, there's a story that I have told before about a student that we had uh, in one of my schools years ago who um, had been orphaned as a middle school student. And when she came to us, uh, lots of difficulty being passed from foster home to foster home and uh, placing her on a mentor team with our teachers where she had an older teacher and an older student who connected with her and followed her throughout that whole year gave her a place to feel grounded uh, and help provide some guidance to her. And uh, she ended up not graduating traditionally. She ended up trans, uh, transferring to a um, to a career uh, training uh, setting her last uh, year of high school because she wanted to get some specific career training and start um, taking care of herself because she was getting old enough to, to take care of herself. So she ended up getting training in healthcare, and now she's working in a nursing home and, and finished her diploma. Um, but you're right, uh, teaching isn't just a... Uh, career. It's, a, it's also a calling. I want to just uh, wrap up this last question by asking you guys. You are, you are our future um, as educators. You guys are going to be the ones who are stepping into classrooms here in the next couple of years. And eventually, there may be some of you in here who end up in school leadership. You may be the ones who are making the decisions 
of how schools are being run. You may be the one someday who decide the policies for how schools are run. So I want you to think about what would be any advice or suggestions that you have for the people who are doing that right now. If you had any advice or suggestions for educational influencers or leaders, what would that be? Kelly has uh, raised her hand on this one, so I'm going to give Kelly a chance to respond to that question. What advice or suggestions would you have for educational influencers or leaders if you could give them some advice? Something that I would say uh, would be an acronym that I kind of came up with a while back that helped me out, and it uh, is SLOW. Uh, the S stands for stop, to stop and just pray to God and lay things out, um, take time to to just stop all the, I guess, stress that's happening around you. And then L would be to listen and actually listen to what God has to say to you um, for whatever difficulty or trial that you're actually going through. And then the next after listening is O, obey, is to hear what he has to say and then just uh, take it and not to be afraid, not to be fearful of the unknown, but to just um, obey and take take what he has to say to you. And then also for the W would be walk and to walk in obedience and take action into what God has asked you to do. That's amazing advice. So, so it, let me just recap that really quickly. So the, the S is stop. So sometimes we're in the middle of crazy decisions and sometimes we need to pause for reflection or prayer. The L is listen. In other words, if you're going to stop, then take time to take in the information or the guidance or the wisdom that you need for what you're going to do next. The O is for obedience. In other words, once you understand this is the right direction I need to go, then you've got to have the the will and the initiative to do it. And then the W is for walk which is walk it out. In other words, you're going to have to now take the specific actions that it takes to accomplish that goal or that decision that you've made. Uh, that's fantastic advice for anybody. And, uh, and I think that could apply to anybody who's in, in leadership. So with that, I'm going to wrap up uh, this conversation with these incredibly bright and talented young ladies and I just want to thank them for giving back to us today some ideas that we can chew on as we are thinking about school leadership. So thank you, ladies, uh, for the opportunity to talk with you. So now let me wrap this up by speaking to you, uh, Principal Matters listeners, by asking you uh, for your suggestions. Um, now it's your turn. What are Think about in your own motivation for leadership this week or in your own motivation as an educator this week. Um, who was that someone that motivated you to become an educator? What are some of those big dreams that you still want to fulfill in the work that you're doing today and next week and next month and next year? What are some of the concerns and fears that you have about our future? And then what advice or suggestions do you have for those who are educational influencers, whether that's for ourselves as leaders of buildings or leaders of teams or whether that's those policymakers that make decisions that influence our schools as well. Because as we're asking these questions of ourselves, um, and we're asking these questions of these young people who are stepping into our profession, these are questions that we just can't stop asking. We've got to continue to think about our motivations, to think about our dreams, to think about our obstacles, and then to think about solutions so that we can continue to serve students 
because what you do every single day as an educator matters. If you'd like more free resources for school leaders or podcasts like this one, you can uh, check them out on my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like to subscribe for uh, free weekly updates, you can do so there, and I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. You can also check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders at my website at williamdparker.com. Or if you've got a phone and you want to text the word Eight Hats to the number 66866, then you'll be signed up immediately for my weekly updates. That's the word eight hats to the number 66866. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm uh, excited to share with you uh, when we have an opportunity next, and I hope that you have a great week serving students because what you do matters. Talk to you next time.